0: Welcome, you're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday's sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff.
1: If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb.
0: Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. Here we go, yeah. It's
1: just me. And Miss Haley in the studio today. Me and
0: me is what I started to say. Like they're not gonna know, (laughs) right? Maybe they will.
1: We've had um, not sickness. I mean, number one, sickness is around. And if and if you're listening to this, you're like, yes and amen. (laughs) You might be at home, and this was the last podcast on your feed (laughs) because you've been laying in bed just rolling. If you've listened to an entire Joe Rogan podcast, you got to be in bed.
0: Okay. If you
1: started it and finished, they're like two hours and 45 minutes. I have
0: never listened to one. I don't know his content. Sure. I don't know. I know nothing.
1: It's eavesdropping in on a conversation of famous people. Okay. Who are normal. that's Basically
0: our podcast setup.
1: (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. No, no. He has the gift of like everyone's normal with him. And if you try to come in and like not be normal, he shuts that down real quick. And those are like awkward podcasts.
0: all celebrities are real people.
1: 100%. He makes you show that, which is good. But anyway, there's a lot of sickness going around out there. Yes. So much so that a local area school just called off school for the rest of the
0: week. Which is crazy.
1: Yeah, that's wild, man. But it's out there. We've got, we're missing Adam. We're missing Nikki. We love you guys. They didn't want to cough on the podcast. They didn't want to spread any cooties.
0: And we appreciate that. We do appreciate that, <laughs> I mean, especially I mean, when we're you here look at the podcast room that we've like tried to describe to yeah, you guys before. Yeah. It's an it's a old utility room that's sure. been repurposed. That, we sit close. Yes,
1: and it, <laughs> yes, but it feels bare without them here. Yeah. I will say that. It does and feel... the podcast room feels a little bare because a washer and dryer used to be in here anyway. <laughs> and our so, sign
0: fell down, but that's a whole is, separate it thing. It is what it is. We're making it, it, it work. Is. We are... The, The podcast is actually killing it on Spotify. I
1: mean, honestly, you guys are, hey, listen, if you can like, if you can subscribe, if you can share, we are seeing the benefits of the machine. Yeah. So Spotify sends out these numbers at the end of the year and it's really incredible. They were
0: crazy. I was kind of surprised at us. How crazy
1: is it that Spotify knows when you share it? Oh, yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast right now via Spotify and you click the share button and it goes in a text message. It knows. Spotify knows that. So do it. Send it right now. Send this to 10 people. <laughs> do it, it now. It even
0: knows how you share it. Knew, yep. It had the breakdown of if they share it in text. <laughs> if they share it on Snapchat, which I didn't even know was a thing, guys. Right. I was like, how On are we?
1: Snapchat? I, I guess thought, in the I messenger. Thought it, I thought it disappears and goes away.
0: Well, they now keep them for twenty four hours in their private messages.
1: <gasps> How many people got caught? <laughs> How many people who didn't know that it updated and was like that conversation's gone. Nope.
0: No, it's, not. <laughs> it's staying there for twenty four hours. I mean So
1: I'm so I'm officially I mark my oldness or my generational change by Snapchat. Why? Because I never got into it. I missed it.
0: You didn't have it at all? Or you just didn't appreciate.
1: My it. wife one day sent me a text message and said, "I, <laughs> I feel, know." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you would be so much more involved in our kids' lives if you had Snapchat. <laughs> Courtney <laughs> said that to me, and I was like, "Okay." And I downloaded it, and it was like me and her, and then our family, like yeah. uh, cousins and in-laws. And I just didn't know how to work it. Like I would open it and press it, but not look at it, and then be like, "Oh, where'd it go?" She's like, "That's gone." <laughs> That's, That's not my there. Mom. That's 100%. no idea.
0: She's like, so how do I keep it? I I'm feel like, like Snapchat can't.
1: is not user friendly. I was Instagram and 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 that. So
0: so I don't do Instagram, and I cannot blame it on my generation. That's a hundred percent like my generation's thing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I'm just like a Facebook queen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Facebook is like I heard our my sister in laws basically say like, oh well, Facebook's for old people.
0: Yeah. So any any kid, yeah, any
1: kid in high school and junior high would be like, Facebook, you're old.
0: But the thing about it is, like, I don't look for the pictures. I actually want to read what people type.
1: Oh wow! So you're yeah. The machine would say, like, if we post something as a church with just a status of words, it's nothing. It disappears into space. Yeah. But if you and especially a picture of like a kid or an action graphic or something, it loves it. So. Yeah, I'm old. I never did Snapchat. So let's share this podcast. Do it. Make it happen. I love it. it. Hey, listen, this Sunday, we're technically a week behind, which kind of (laughs) kills my conservative theologicalness inside, gives me a little anxiety. We didn't start Advent on time.
0: How much anxiety is this really giving you, though? You kind of are the person who made the calendar. I did.
1: And <laughs> and I was like, we're going to need a lot of time through the upper room.
0: Yeah, and we did.
1: And we spent 11 weeks in it. And I even cut it two weeks short. You did. So I was like, well, it's still the month of November. We'll start it in December. I say all that to say, guys, we started Advent this past Sunday. Yeah,
0: we did. We are
1: in it. We are Woo! fully in it. And so here, yes, I love it. <laughs> Here's my question. We'll get into Advent, but when it comes to Christmas and Christmas time, Haley, mm-hmm. what's your favorite thing about Christmas?
0: That my whole family is forced into one room. I like it. I never get to see all of my family, um, especially like my cousins. When we were little, they were idols, okay? Nice. They were the older cousins, they were so cool. And they come down basically once a year, and we have not done a christmas without everyone there ever and whoa yeah
1: that's huge
0: like literally my cousin one time flew in so we could have christmas together for four hours man that's so dope and this year we're like gonna miss that's a hallmark movie oh yeah like we do is he gonna make it you know it was yeah 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 yeah, sure like and he came in and we were like Oh, the flight's gonna come yeah i mean you have a a puppy no, <laughs> no, no, he did not. I love it. But and they're like super liberal from Ohio. They're, half of them are vegans. Love it. It's a total different. Great. and We get in all one room, and they're like topics we're not allowed to talk about. Love it. Which everyone skirts around. Like, eh, well, Trump and all. Well, I have yeah. this opinion. <laughs> well, I
1: see your opinion yeah, and, and raise it with. Yeah, sure. And then sure. my
0: aunt comes in. She goes. Ah, ah, ah. Right. And just cuts it. But we it. just play a ton of games. We play that's cool, man. board games. We play trivia games. We play fishbowl every Christmas Eve. Like yeah. That's just what we do.
1: I love it. That's great. I mean, I love family. We make a lot of treks. That's when we get to go down and see grandparents. I get to go to the old hometown, Kennett.
0: Yeah.
1: All of that stuff. I think my favorite... Since becoming a parent and watching, you know, Romans 11 now yeah. It's like watching them put their Christmas list together It's <laughs> a ton of fun. And Piper's six. So it is a it is so much fun to be at that age and like the simplicity of her list and like, well, baby, we can get you that today. You know, <laughs> but like and it's just I love it. It's it's great. And I love the ambient light of a Christmas tree. I just think it's the best in the corner. Turn it on. So Courtney strung up some lights in the house, and they're great, and they're fantastic. So I love that. Speaking of that, what is the best gift that you would say that you have ever been given besides the gift of salvation found in the person (laughs) of Jesus Christ? uh, (laughs) Because that's the Christian answer, right? Yeah, it was like
0: the Lord. Um, I don't know. Jason even gave me a heads up he was going to ask this. And this was the hardest question on the list. I could see for that because you're a gift giver. I 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like Christmas for me is like I get to find the perfect gift for you and yeah. I love it. And when I haven't found it and I still feel like I need to give you something, I like I don't even want to give it to you. Sure. I would rather be like, I forgot you Not this really year or yes, one, like, I'm really happy with this one. There you go. Yeah. And I will say. John and I's first Christmas.
1: Okay.
0: He got me this, um, like this travel. I don't even know. Like it holds all of your, like, I want to say makeup, but I don't even wear makeup. No, no, yeah. Like toothbrush, all that. Yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: yeah. A, sash, a sachet kit.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I think I that's don't, it. Really? I think so. I think a sachet is a dance move in ballet.
1: Is it? Yeah. Okay. We man, we don't have a Googler right now. So. <laughs> I was
0: like, where's Nikki? B- where's Amy? But there's Annie? something
1: though. Like, guys call it a shave kit. Okay. So, but I know exactly what you're talking I about. I mean,
0: literally, and it was just this thing. It has a drawstring or whatever. Yep. It's blue. Yep. And the reason is because I mentioned it one time. Oh
1: yeah, you're such a gift giver. And so, sure. like,
0: literally, I scrolled through it. I said, oh, that'd be cool to have. And on Christmas, I opened it. Yeah, and that to me, it could have been a pencil that I said what, but it was like you listened, wow. and you cared, and you made note. Jeez,
1: all the guys out there are like, "Is that the bar? <laughs> <laughs> is that yes? It is. Yes, it is." I would say one year, and Courtney will probably roll her eyes, but she got the garage cleaned. And organized. She like paid some people that we knew. It was like super secret. I had no idea they had got it done all that day. And she was like, hey, you know, we need and I was like, man, today is long. Like, I'm not <laughs> going home. And we went home and the kids opened up the garage and they were like, surprise, and the garage was immaculate. Like,
0: dude, that is such a gift. Though. Stuff, That's I'm all oh,
1: stuff thrown away, stuffed, organized, and I was just, oh, it was. I didn't have to do it. Yeah, it was done. It was incredible. I like it. Yeah, am so, here for that gift. Yeah, yeah, practical. The older I get, even down to my clothes, like I'm like practicality, like comfort, practical. All of those things. I'm Waterproof. Dead. I don't know. It's just practical. <laughs> Water- but you know what I'm saying? Like just durable, all yeah. of that stuff. I'm, I'm here for all of those kinds of gifts. So, but when it comes to Advent. Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers. Maybe you're on staff at a church and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos. like Legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor, and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573 686 2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance 573-686-2870. Or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family-owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. And we kind of talked Sunday. Technically, if you're high church, you know. Advent is not Christmas, and like the old Episcopalians and Church of England and those people, Lutherans, are like, we do not celebrate Christmas until December 25th, because Advent is the time of preparation that leads us to Easter, and then there is the 12 days of Christmas, which is really cool. A lot of people don't know this. So in the church calendar, it's built around feasts and fasts, okay? So Lent is the 40 days that leads to Easter, which is 40 days of fasting. But Easter is called Easter Tide, and it's actually longer than 40 days. And here's the theological statement behind that. The feast should always be longer than the fast. Amen. How fire is that? Amen. I right? am here for that And one so 12 too. days of Christmas, all of that stuff is, is, is beautiful and great. But Advent is the time of preparation that prepares us for the coming of Christ. So being at Westside for a little bit, learning about Advent, knowing about Advent, what is your kind of favorite thing about Advent?
0: I think for me, it's a super reflective season. And... I'm a reflective person. I like doing that. But it is basically like a pause. Yeah, yeah. That's it good. It is a let's pause. Let's, and we even posted about it. I want to say today. Today is Tuesday. Yep. But yesterday. But sure. We look back, we look at now, we look forward. Yep. It's intentional time for that. And regardless of why the world does it, the whole world does it. Yeah. Right. That's, and it's that's just a fact. like, it stops. Like, Whatever your normal routine is, even if it gets busier, yep, it has paused all regular yep. activity. Hundred And I think that when you see that, like just noticing that change and noticing why the change, it's good. It's just a, it's a reflection time. Yeah, I it's like no that. No different than every time into the year. It's almost New Year's. Everybody on Facebook is sure. like. This is what happened this year. I feel like that to me is what Advent is. This is what God did this year. Mm,
1: that's good. Yeah, it's a break. Yeah. It's a pause. It's, I would say something very similar. I would say it when I first got into Advent, it was the looking back. Yeah. And like Christ came and Old Testament prophecies and all of that. Now I think in my feeble understanding of maturing in eight plus years of Advent, I would say now it's shifted to that he's coming again. Okay. And and that Christmas is cosmic in proportions. Like we don't even understand. We celebrate Jesus came. Great. That's awesome. And that's half the story.
0: Yeah, he's coming again. We
1: celebrate that because he's coming again. And so this time of year, I always ask myself like, I think we always ask, and if you were a kid who grew up in church or in the South, and you would come home, and every, people were supposed to be there, and no one was there, your first thought was, oh, my God, the rapture happened, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, Jesus oh, came yeah. back, and, you know, and the rapture <laughs> happened. Oh, my goodness, I missed it. Uh, and then your mom's like, hello, and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, I made it. I think this time of year for me is, I really ask myself this question. If I, if I ask, man, what's it going to be like when Jesus comes back? This time of year makes me ask a follow-up question. Well, what am I doing now? Yeah. Like, What am I doing every day? Like I'm the Apostle Paul that. would say that we think of his coming every day. It might be today. It might be this. It might be that. So this time of year centers me to go, man, what's it going to be like when he comes back? And more importantly, what am I going to be like when he comes back? Which sort of leads us into Sunday. This year, we're starting the, you know, we're looking at the life of John the Baptist. John's the forerunner. John's, behold the Lamb of God, prepare the way of the Lord, like all of that stuff. John comes before Jesus. Technically, John's the last Old Testament prophet, even though he's in the New Testament. John bridges the gap between the old prophecies and the new prophecy. John's the guy that goes, that Old Testament, it's closed. God's writing a new chapter. And we said that we're going to follow the life of John the Baptist. But what's interesting is John the Baptist's birth was prophesied multiple times in the Old Testament. I mean, if Jesus' birth was prophesied, probably around the same chapter and verses, John's birth is prophesied because people were like, well, what's going to be the sign? Well, Elijah's coming, you know, the great prophet. So we said that when. Zachariah, John the Baptist's dad, is in the temple, and he's told Zachariah and Elizabeth are old. They're really, really old, and they've wanted children. They didn't have children. And then Zechariah comes, meets him in the Holy of Holies, Zachariah or Gabriel, I'm sorry, the angel comes and meets Zechariah. Zechariah falls down to his face, oh my God, don't kill me, right? Which is what every reaction is to an angel, <laughs> which if you watch something on 60 Minutes and they're like, the angel appeared in the room and we just... We just talked to our loved ones. Lies. Lies. Everyone went, oh my God, don't (laughs) kill me. Like, oh my goodness, it's going to happen. Gabriel comes and says, your prayers have been heard. And we learn this. The, The simple verse that said, and the angel said, broke what is known as four hundred years of silence.
0: Just a pretty long time.
1: Two times as old as the old America, the United States. I mean, it's unbelievable to think that at the end of Malachi, it was prophesied, we're going to send you this great prophet. 400 years, there's no revelation. And now I need to say something here because some people grew up Catholic and they had this thing in between their Old and New Testament in their Bible, which was called the Apocrypha. It's very important to know that in church history, the Apocrypha was never considered what's known as the phrase canonized, meaning it was never meant to be as equal as the book of Psalms. It was known as, here's a $3 word, intertestimonial history. here's what happened with Israel and God's people at the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. But through tradition, because it was bound in a single volume, people were like, this is equal, and some things got changed. So in in our Protestant Bibles, we have a blank page that just says New Testament, and it starts over. I had people on Sunday hold that blank page, and that represented 400 years of silence. Like, I mean, it's just unbelievable to think about it.
0: I'm not even gonna lie. We were in the booth, yeah, and you were like, Okay, turn here, yeah, and now turn here, yeah, and then turn here, yeah, and grab this page. We were like, This is one heck of a lead up. I hope this right? is going so right. I like.
1: And I love to hear, man, I heard so many Bible pages turning on Sunday yeah. that I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then I poked fun at people and was like, I sure can't hear that scrolling, <laughs> anyway. That was 400 years of silence. God didn't give a special revelation. And think about this. 400 years? Let's say they lived 100 years. That's four generations. And they didn't live 100 years. They maybe lived 50 or something like that. That's a long time. Yeah. And what did the people of Israel do? They, they were faithful and also unfaithful but they did what God last told them to do. I say all that to say it was a big deal. And and our big idea Sunday was this. This is what I'm leading up to. That Advent reminds us never to confuse God's silence with God's absence. Because in those 400 years, God's hand was there. Even Zachariah to be in the temple the day that he was in the temple is, when you look at those stats... There were so many priests, tons of priests, and they only got to go in the Holy of Holies once, maybe in their lifetime. And Zechariah just so happened to be in the temple on that day when Gabriel appears. So we said, if you're in a season of not hearing from God, or you feel like you're not hearing from God, or there's barriers, God is not absent. He's still working. He's still doing stuff. But I thought it would be good, like, has there ever been a season in your life where you felt like God was silent or you weren't hearing him, right? Like maybe God was speaking. He's obviously speaking through events. Don't get me wrong. I'm meaning you go to God in prayer, you bow the knee, you're like crying out to God and you feel like I'm not hearing anything here. That's what Zachariah and Elizabeth felt like. And then the silence was broken. Have you ever had that season in your life? Yeah, it's a I messy question. It's a
0: messy question. I think that one is harder for me to answer. When I got it, I reflected a lot on it, and I was like, "I don't know if I can say that God didn't answer." Mm. I think there were a lot of times He said His answer once, and I said, "No." Ooh, that's good. That's not the answer. And then that I, ke- I want. That I yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. I kept asking, and then there was silence. But it wasn't because he didn't answer. Sure, sure. It was because I was like, well, maybe if I keep asking, it'll be different. Something will change. I think the only thing that there's a situation in my family that I have prayed about for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years. Sure. And I, in my earthly view, have not...
1: Seen specifically what you're praying for. yeah, Yeah. I'm
0: just like... You changed it. You did it. You sure. Did like, but then I go back to. I'm supposed to love thy neighbor. And that yeah. Person sure. Is that neighbor? And it's and like, the more you
1: grow in prayer, you realize it's not my will be done, but thy will be done, and that He's changing you even in prayer. Yeah, you know, and So just yeah,
0: like, and is this situation? Would I learn from it? Would I learn to be close to God in prayer? What mm. if God just snapped His fingers and did what I yeah, asked that's Him good, to? Man, that's because really good. it's not that He can't do it; it's a purpose for what yeah. I'm going through. Yeah,
1: that's really good. Really good. I, mine's similar. I would say that when Courtney and I were praying, when she's pregnant with Andy, we're in this literally 700 foot square house. Yeah, I'm working at a funeral home, at Hastings. Like, I feel like God's transitioning me out of student ministry. I guess I'm going to go to seminary. We're going to move. We're going to like, what's going to happen? And the big thing was the house. Like, we had no room to bring Andy Grace home to. And we were praying. We were praying, God, do something, God, do something. And one day, we just like, it was after a baby shower, and we had all this stuff, and we had nowhere to put it, and we were like, what's going on? And we were just like, you know what? We're going to pop up a crib at the end of our bed. Yeah. And like she has, she totally has a home to come to and we're not going to start like, man, our needs are like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like we are acting like this is going to affect the health of our children yeah. or something like that. And I'm not kidding you. We set that crib up and in maybe a week there was an old man who knocked on the door of the house we had a for sale sign in the front of our yard and asked to come in to measure door frames and my i wasn't home and courtney was like i mean he wants to come in and like and i was like well how old she was like he's old i was like let him in like (laughs) you're safe you know it'll be fine it was measuring door frames long story short he was like we have too much house let's come and see if we can trade We pulled up and I was like, don't get your hopes up. We ain't trading like, you know, and long story short, they let us rent that house for what we were renting our 700 square foot home for. They bought our house and I'll never forget. I think God teaching me all I wanted was surrender. All I wanted was for you to be okay. That it maybe wasn't going to be okay in your standard, and for you to see that that's not the main thing. And I just remember us praying, man, for so long and not hearing, and then the silence was broken with, all I needed was your surrender. And I feel like almost when I read the text that that's what God did with Zachariah and Elizabeth. It was almost like, I just, I wanted you to continue to keep doing what you were last told to do. That's, those are the two things we learned. We said, number one, Oftentimes, God uses silence to speak the loudest, and I give the illustration of like a school teacher, like in a classroom, like when it's total chaos, and you look up, and the teacher's staring, but they're silent. You're like, they're about to snap out. Like, oh, man, we should better be quiet. I think God does that in seasons in our life, man, and it's be still and know that I'm God. We just talked in staff about what if sometimes God sits you down, yeah. <laughs> and like, maybe it's sickness. like. Yeah. Maybe you're running at such a pace that God's like, yeah, man, here's sickness. I'm not saying God sent you sick. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, what if through the scenario you were forced to be still? And then for him go, man, been waiting on (laughs) you. You know what I mean? Like, I've been here the whole time, buddy. Just been waiting on you to sit down and be still. I mean, at least that's how God, I feel like, works in my life.
0: I think the part of the story that is mind blowing to me, yeah, is there's four hundred years of no revelation, sure, we're talking no
1: new revelation, yep,
0: in the world, right, yep, and then he goes to one guy, yep, okay, and how many people would then go, well, he didn't come to me, <laughs> mm. And make it like God took this thing that affected everyone yep. and then made it so personal for those people.
1: Yep. Who were also outcasts, by the way, because they couldn't have kids, which was he, a death sentence oh, almost yeah. in a way. you know.
0: And it's just like he made it so personal to them. That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. But then how many people would then be like, but he didn't speak to me. Yeah. And how many times do you have to as a Christian, like sometimes if you're not hearing it, like
1: it's time to give another shout out to another sponsor of the rest of the sermon podcast. This shout out goes to our great friends over at smart marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean, websites, graphic design, videography, Anything that you need, smart marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in smart marketing and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, smart marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's smart marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573 840 zero three three four back to the show
0: you ask at church like has god ever done anything raise your hand sure and if you're not a person raising your hand you're looking around and you're like okay he can do things yep that's the whole
1: purpose of it
0: and so maybe it didn't happen that day for other people but he broke the silence very personally for one person and that faith carried on for other people too yeah
1: one day i'm gonna ask the opposite question
0: i'm scared
1: raise your hand if God has never answered your prayer the way that you prayed.
0: Oh, well. And watch,
1: and watch all the same hands go yeah. up. Yeah. And then you ask, raise your hand if God has answered a prayer. And they'll say, and it's always like that. And that was the first point, or the second point was, do what God last told you to do. What if I'm in a season of silence? Do the basics. I love the phrase. I've got it underlined and highlighted and starred in my Bible. <laughs> While he was serving the angel of the Lord appeared. And I just, I just thought, that's it. Simple obedience. Because obedience positions ourself to be in the presence of God's power. It's like an electrical cord or an outlet or plugging something in. That's the de- designated way that God has designed. I'll speak through here, man. I'll speak through this means and this avenue But, man, we just want it different. We don't want the love your neighbor as yourself, forgive others, all those things.
0: We also want it shiny, right? Yeah, for sure. And, like, when you're a new Christian and you come to Jesus and you're like, yes, I'm ready, I'm on fire. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, do this forever. It's a marathon. Do this forever. This is the life. It's not, I mean, there are going to be plenty of ups and downs, but it's, at some point, it's maybe not as shiny anymore. Yeah. And that's when it's like this is obedience, yes even this th- that's is, faith I love Jesus. this is faith I yeah. don't
1: see this, but I'm gonna do this for sure yeah, I think we got some questions in too or there there is a question There's I think question. that that we're gonna a- answer I'm going to attempt to answer here on the podcast okay. so yep what is it
0: so was Jesus born on December 25th and if not sure why do we celebrate it on that day?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, no, Jesus was not born on December 25th, by far to the best of our knowledge. Even though there's a guy, and he was like a video and a star, and we do the Asian calendar, and we date it back, and we think... A lot of people think that Jesus was born more maybe around springtime or something like that. To give you the academic answer is a lot of people say that it was a pagan holiday first. That's actually inaccurate history. Um, I would love to say that that's true. We do this because of Constantine, okay, Okay. who was the first emperor of Rome around 300 AD, who, I'm going to use air quotes for our people, became a Christian, converted. (laughs) Well, more than half the Roman population was Christian. So what do you need to do for politics purposes? Guys, I've I've been
0: saved. (laughs) I found the Lord. I
1: found the Lord, and those 65% of you in the Roman (laughs) providence have also found the Lord. And so so what does an emperor do? They build statues. Well, Constantine realized real quickly, humility is a big virtue in the Christian, so he can't build statues to himself. (laughs) That's like, ugh. What does he do? He builds churches. Okay. For the first time ever in Christianity, we have behemoth buildings getting constructed. That's why when you go over now and see these things, they're all new around the 300 AD era, because the early inception of the church never had that. So Constantine starts introducing feasts. We start seeing these things. Now, there was a Jewish calendar that we inherited as well. It's kind of the dichotomy of what C.S. Lewis said. The great um, uh, mystery in Christianity is that though Jesus was Jewish, his followers are not. So there was some feasts that held over, this, that, and the other. There was pagan holidays during that time, yes. But really the textbook answer is Constantine did it, and it's kind of held on for a really long time in Christianity. I say this, the Apostle Paul says in Colossians Two, maybe, maybe <laughs> three. I think it's two. I really want to get my Bible knowledge right on that. The shadow, all of these feasts and these days and these holy times and the time are the shadow. The substance belongs to Christ. There is nothing particularly holy. I'm probably going like to shock a bunch of people right now. There is nothing innately Holy about the day, December 25th, on the calendar. Wow. Magic fairy dust doesn't fall from heaven on that day, one day a year on our calendar. What is holy is the substance, and the substance belongs to Christ. Now, there's really cool traditions that we get a couple hundreds, well, not a couple, a lot more hundreds of years later, um, Martin Luther, like the evergreen tree. Why is the evergreen tree a part of Christmas?
0: Because it smells good.
1: Because it never dies like the gospel. And so there's the wreath. Why is it circular to represent that? The candles, all of these things. And let's get crazy. Parents, if there's kids in the room, shut it off all now. Right,
0: I wonder where we're going, here. Um, we're I'm, going I'm, here. I'm
1: coming for Santa, and I'm coming quick. No, okay. listen. Here's the thing. I think it's very important to teach our kids that the history of Santa, there was really a guy.
0: St. Nicholas.
1: St. Nicholas, who listened to this at at one of the high church councils. So here's what Constantine does. Constantine's like, Christianity is now a formal religion. Well, we better get doctrinal statements together. So he invites hundreds and thousands of early church fathers of, and by the way, we're talking this, we can trace this guy's lineage to the apostle John. John taught this guy, this guy taught this guy, this guy taught this guy.
0: I wish you guys could see his hands right now. I am so animated right now. Yeah, big time.
1: (laughs) And so Constantine invites them to Nicaea, where we get the Nicene Creed. Mm -hmm. One of the earliest, but check this out.
0: Which our kids said at Easter. Yep.
1: St. Nicholas is a guy who is a parish priest who, by the way, loved orphans. And, and this is a little church mythology mystery. There's a story told that back then you had to hang your stockings when it was wet and they would have to dry, and he would go around and put coins in the kids' stockings. Hmm. That's where stockings come from. See? People didn't know that. But here's what's cool. At least I didn't. <laughs> Here, here's what's really cool about this St. Nicholas guy, is they're at this council, and they're getting heated about the Trinity. Like, fully God, fully man, fully substance, transistential, like all of this stuff. And this guy, St. Nicholas, punches a dude in the face. Why? Because they were trying to say the Trinity wasn't this, and he was defending right doctrine. Okay. So if you ever have any nerdy Lutheran or Methodist preacher friends during this time, they always share a picture of the original St. Nicholas and say, happy punch a heretic in his mouth day is kind of what it's—and it's actually—it might even be today— actually it's one of the feast of Saint Nicholas days but what i'm trying to say is there is it's dirty trying to go well it's this day it's that day it's yeah. this what we know is is that constantine officiated it and there's beautiful traditions that come out of it the advent wreath and calendar that comes from martin luther and the lutherans There's nowhere in the Bible, guys, that tells us to light a pink candle on the third day of Advent to represent peace. These are beautiful because here's the reason why. They took these days and and made them formation days to form us, spiritual practices and disciplines, and the point of them is to point to Christ, not to point to the holiness and the sacredness of that. Um, and I think the scriptures would teach that disciplines and these things are important in that sense. So it's kind of a it's it's a super long answer, but Constantine, Saint Nicholas, all of these things I think are really important. If you want to teach your kids about Santa, let's oh, hold on, let's save that for the next podcast because that's a whole yeah, 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 that's a whole nother podcast. Um yes, I wanna save that and tease our listeners who are listening to this week's podcast. I I know, know, I know (laughs) I wanted to
0: talk about tune
1: in next week and and we're gonna tackle Santa. Okay, okay, and Jesus and all of that stuff.
0: Well then I'm gonna ask a question. We're not going to touch on Santa as part of Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Par Santa this the specifications. Sure.
0: How else do you balance the culture Mm, during this time? Yeah. Because We are talking about, I mean, everything in the upper room. We are separate. We are different in the world. And I mean, I love my husband to death. He brought home an Advent K-cup calendar. Right, And I was like, I don't think this is sacrilegious. (laughs) I don't, is this This Advent? This 24 days of K-cups. No one's mad about this. Sure, sure. And everybody's going to pick and choose and blend it. And I mean, they're... Grabbing from the Christian culture for everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. Which is flattery and transforming yeah, yeah, at sure. the same time.
1: So it's it's weirdly the same answer that I just said, but it explains the reason why. Like calendars create culture. Yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, October, August, Saint or Emperor Augustus. Mm-hmm. These uh, the calendars create culture. And so a way that you resist, a quote that I used Sunday was, Christmas has made us cozy. Advent calls us to stay awake. And that is really the heart behind the early church fathers' practices and even the desert fathers. So I'm going to talk this week. The reason why John the Baptist went out in the desert, that was a big act of rebellion because you weren't living under the emperor's rule. You weren't drinking the emperor's clean water. He put in those pipes. You weren't eating food from the marketplace. The emperor provided all of that. So for you to go out into the wilderness was like going off grid. It was, it was a massive political statement. And that's why John eats honey and locusts. It's to live off the land and to trust God out there. But from these desert fathers, we get ancient spiritual practices And what these practices do is they help us resist the culture of consuming. And I love what Paul David Tripp said in the Advent devotional. Like, hey, parents, at least, and I get it, guys, it doesn't mean you're failing if every night you don't sit around the Christmas tree and confess your sins as a family and say the Lord's Prayer 70 times. Like, guys, we're not asking for that. But I think here's what I am asking as your pastor. Can you be intentional at some point in the day? Yeah. That's all I'm that's all I'm saying. I'm saying maybe it's t- hey, listen, newsflash in the Jordan home, devotionals go real bad, <laughs> real quick, because someone lets off a toot and then this <laughs> happens, and then it's just a day. And you know what you do yeah. in that moment? You smile, laugh, and nod. You close the devotional and you say, hey, what can we pray about? Yeah. And you need to just close in prayer. Like, don't try to, please listen to a guy that has failed miserably to try to power through, baby. <laughs> We're about to get saved up in here. We're about to do this, you know. And Focus at,
0: right now so we, we can yeah, learn about Jesus. <laughs> we are learning about
1: the joy of the Lord, and if you not sit down, then, yeah. yeah. All I'm saying is this. The practices help us resist The world and its culture. And then the second point of the practices is intentionality. So I would just say, are you being intentional at some point in the day? Man, that can be riding to school. Like, don't turn on this, don't turn on that. For the longest time, when Roman was learning to read, we would read, I would, we kept a Bible in the back seat of the car and he would read to school. Man, sometimes he didn't even make it through Psalm 23 or anything like that. But it was just, we just tried to create intentionality. Right now, it's the bedtime routine and our time of prayer right before we go to bed and stuff like that. So I would just say, as a family and even as an individual, is there a time where you turn off the consumption machine, which is the cell phone, the Amazon shopping list, the got to get this done, and you just go, man, this next 15 minutes is for the Lord. And I even challenged our people Sunday, and I said, I would love for you to incorporate small chunks of silence yeah. in into your routine with the Lord. And I think that's really important. I think you need to start small with just two minutes and then go into prayer and then turn that into five minutes. Embrace the awkward. It's okay, distractions. Hey, guys, distractions remind you you're human. Distractions aren't, I'm not holier than thou. Every time you get distracted, you should be reminded, man, I am so finite. <laughs> yeah. I am, as Joe Rogan says, all we are is big bags of jelly that can get punctured, and we're <laughs> really not that advanced in this, that, and the other. Just take it slow, but here's all I would say. What you do is not near as important as why you do it. So just set aside some time this season, five minutes a day, something with the kids, be intentional around the dinner table, turn off all the noise. And listen, it doesn't mean you're holier than now. It doesn't mean, and, and listen, you want to know how broken our human heart is? Do that for a couple of days and watch the pride of, man, We're kind of, you know what?
0: We've been doing it. I heard
1: so-and-so talking, and we don't do that. I mean, guys, we are sinners. Oh, yeah. We are desperate. It's bad. In desperate need of Jesus Christ. So I would just say intentionality, man. Focus, whatever it is. Just try to do that. I think
0: that's good, and that's like the root issue, right? Because we can say, don't watch the Hallmark movies, don't go to the alcoholic Christmas parties, don't go to whatever, but... That's not just the culture. The culture is about that intentionality. One hundred percent. Way different. Because guess the culture.
1: what? You could not go to the Christmas party at the bank that provides free alcohol, and your buddies say, "Hey, why don't you ever come to the Christmas things?" And then you spout off some Pharisaical, freaking, I'm holier than you response. That is just as sinful. Oh yeah. It's just more culturally accepted. You know. Now, I'm also not saying. That getting drunk and being prideful are, you know, all sin is equally damning. Not all sin is equally devastating. Yeah. Okay. So. There's consequence. Let's just leave it to be at that. But yeah, man, I would just say intentionality.
0: That's crazy I definitely got that from what you said. I- yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I know.
1: Listen, this day and age, this goes on the internet. Oh, you know yeah. No, saying. you got to
0: like clear. You're like, I'm yeah, not for saying sure. that so, this is. But
1: I do want to preview. Next week, we're going to tackle the Santa thing, and we're going to talk about it. And it's going to be good.
0: And I think we should. And I think I we And I really should. need to know because it's already yeah. it's already in my household, and I don't sure. know what to do about it. And I'm like yeah. juggling it well, already. Well, I'll go
1: ahead and disappoint people. I'm probably not going to give you the answer you want, and I'm not going to give you the controversial answer you want. It's probably gonna be about Jesus. Oh, you know what man, I mean? Shutter. But it's not gonna be this, this, that, or the other. But okay. listen, as as we're okay, you got something else. I got Go. One more Shoot, question. Make it happen.
0: So we talked about these moments where we hear from God. Yep. And we did a whole series on that too. Sure. But when it's like the do the last thing you heard. Mm. So for you personally, Jason yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. What was the last thing God said to you?
1: It's a great question. And so a couple things, I think when we talk about, this is appropriate, I think to say here, when we talk about hearing from God, God speaking, I don't ever want to, I don't want to get used to that language and start speaking what I call like Christianese, which is, you know, the Lord said and stuff like that. These are weighty matters. Um, the Bible in theology, there's kind of two terms. There's general revelation; God reveals Himself generally, which is creation. So, Psalm nineteen one: "The heavens declare the glory of God; the sky above His handiwork." Like when you hold a newborn baby, when you that's God shouting, right? That's general revelation, where the natural human goes, well, "What's this about?" You know. Then, secondly, the second category is. Um, what's called special revelation. Special uh, revelation would be considered the scriptures, you know, and then the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, conviction, unction, maybe a word through the people of God, this, that, and the other. So I believe that God speaks to me every time I read my Bible. You know, if you want to hear God audibly, read your Bible out loud type stuff. But to get at your question, what has sort of been a word of you're going through a season, you've got responsibilities, you got stuff you got to do, you're crying out to God. Maybe there was some silence and then kind of a word. Um, a little while back, I, the board granted me a sabbatical, kind of a mini sabbatical, if you will. I and mean, if you don't know what that term is, it's really just when a pastor gets time off. <laughs> it's kind of what it's called. Sabbaticals are actually most of the time long tenures of time off, like a month, you know, or three months to four months. I mean, sometimes I've known pastors who've been at places for long times and they got like six months sabbatical. Anyway, there was the church was growing. We were needing to hire staff. I mean, there was a ton, about a half a dozen things that were coming to critical decision-making processes. I was also in this season very unhealthy, meaning just emotionally, there was a lot going on. I was running on E. I was really forcing, like grinding it out through the day, not stopping, not resting, not any of those things. And through... Books like Emotional Healthy Spirituality, Counseling, a lot of that stuff. I feel like um, through the prompting of God's Word, I was reading about um, Elisha and then Nahum. And when Elisha makes Nahum, who's this mighty man of valor, but he has leprosy, and he has to strip off his armor expose himself in the leprosy and then dip seven times. Well, he's really prideful because he's a very accomplished strong person and I kept rereading the story thinking like what was he thinking on like the fourth dip, <laughs> you know, or the sixth the dip, you know, and all of this stuff. And through reading that and journaling, I wrote in my journal whatever is hidden will never be healed. And for me, that has been a word that I've carried for quite some time. I feel like that is a just a, a from God to me, break the silence. And the way that it plays itself out is if I'm not good and I try to hide it, nothing's going to be good. Yeah. Even if I power through, like, what are you powering through? You're like You're not going to help anything or solve anything emotionally, whatever's hidden will never be healed. And Nahum was only healed whenever he exposed that defect, you know? And so I think for me, I have really tried to shift and, um, lead out of weakness. And what I mean by that is, you know, schedules or, um, decision-making processes, or coming to the board saying, I I think I've said, I don't know, maybe in the past year and a half, more than I've said it in all eight years of my ministry combined. Or, hey, let's find that out. Or just just being really honest, I think, Mm -hmm. with people. And that's been a good word for me. It's um, challenging. It's difficult. It's also made me be very honest in potential conflict situations and stuff like that. Um, Another one that kind of went along with it was the pain of passivity is far greater than the pain of any initial conflict. And so I was going through a season where, you know, relationships and family and a lot of that stuff and being passive is in my nature and so, oh, it'll work itself out. Oh, you know, I'm not going to initiate. Oh, I don't want to cause anything. And man, the reality of every decision that I have delayed making, if it's one of those like, you're the leader, you, you need to make this decision, and I've delayed making that, has been by far some of my most painful times of being a pastor. And so I think all of those um, are, you know, those two are very similar and it plays itself out. This is what's great, I think, about when, when we get a word, right, when we're praying about something and the silence has been broken and we realize, number one, he hasn't been absent. Yeah. Very clearly now he's been present. But how that one word that we get is like a diamond that we hold up to the light and it seems to be applicable to everything else in our life now. It's like someone's like, oh, I'm dealing with this problem. And you're like, well, I got the, you know, like, you know, you've got this <laughs> word. Yeah, that it's it, things through now. That's beautiful. That's a great way to put it And It does become a lens. And so, yeah, and, and I think we're going to share in a few weeks um, at the first of the year as a church, we always kind of gather around a word. And, and something that helps direct us. And I really feel like this year that that God has very much so given our body a word that plays itself out into spiritual practices, into a bunch of other things like that. So, yeah, man, that's a good question. Thank yeah, you for thank asking you. that for sure. Yeah, thank Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, listen, in your prayer time, just be praying for general sickness yeah. and and I think mental health. Uh, season seasonal affectional disorders, a real thing. Me personally, like the past couple of days with the doom and gloom... It's rough. Man, it's there. And you find yourself trying to power through the day... And then like at four o'clock, it's dark and you're like, oh no, I was powering through because I thought I was going to get somewhere. And
0: we still have time left. And we've and this got is yes. the time with the family. Yep. This is the time where all the activities are, where the practices, where yep. the performances. <laughs> yes. It's the time.
1: It's the time. Hey, speaking of performances. Oh yeah. This past Sunday, we had our Kids side at West Side program. And shout out to Nikki and the Kidside team, man.
0: Yeah, all of the leaders back yes. here. I mean, just seeing with the kids every week teaching kids scripture. The oh. kids recited more scripture than Oof. anything else. The, oh. the Looking over the script. Their lines were scripture. Their lines were scripture. Yes. There was like very few words that were not from the Bible. Oh. And if it was, it was like, the Bible yes. says. right.
1: I cried twice during it just because. It's <laughs> Why not? That Well, there's a moment each time that we do this. By the way, the Sunday before, there were 90 kids in 90. Kidside. Nine zero. It's beautiful what God is doing. But There's a moment every year when I look up there and I see those kids that God has entrusted us with. Some of those kids, Courtney and I prayed with the mother and father who couldn't have kids and God gave them that child. And That wrecks me when I see those kids. Completely wrecks me. The second reason why I cry is there were 25 votes passed for me to be pastor here. That was everybody. I mean, people coming out of the woodwork to vote on the new preacher. And there's three times the amount of that of kids who were up there on that stage for the program. It's crazy. And it's just, it was beautiful, man. So shout out to... Nikki, um, her team, her managers, all of that stuff. It was incredible, man. And
0: shout out to the kids. They nailed it. They did so good. Yes, so many. Shout out to the parents who practiced at home. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it.
1: I love it, man. It's huge. That was huge. And speaking of events, what do we have coming up? We got some exciting things coming up.
0: We do have some exciting things. So this Sunday, December 11th, immediately after service. Yep. Our youth are getting back together. Come on. Come I'm, on. I am so excited about this.
1: Westside youth. And what's the age range for that?
0: That's 7th graders through 12th graders. Yep. And so our younger kids, you're still a kid side kid. Yep. We've got plenty of stuff in avenues totally. for you. But this is for our Westside youth. If you are in 7th grade through 12th grade, if you've got yep. a kid 7th grade through 12th grade, let them say after church, come there's going to be some food, there's going to be some fun, fellowship, yep. and it's going to be mission based Yeah,
1: yeah, it's going to be, it's not just, and by the way, just hanging out is great too, Yeah. but this is going to have an intentional focus on it. And so 7th grade through 12th grade, come hang out with us. It's going to be awesome. And what else do we have coming up?
0: So we are also taking up our Christmas offering. Yep,
1: we do it every year.
0: We do it every year, and we've given it to some different people over time
1: yeah missionaries all across the world the globe um all of that stuff and this year it is going to missions but we say at one side missions isn't just across the globe it's across the street yeah and so we are giving to the local bread shed
0: which is amazing it's
1: incredible i just talked to someone who was served they were like hey sorry i wasn't at church sunday we were at bread shed and um they serve like every sunday they serve the most families ever so on sundays they'll feed you a hot meal and actual food and then um once a month they have um distributions and i forget the number that um, Jim Ward told me, it's in the tens of thousands of people that they've fed. Also, Westside is a monthly partner, so this is good for you to know. When you give to Westside, we budget so much of our budget to give that money away as well. And Breadshed is a monthly partner for us, so they are in our monthly budget. But yeah, December eighteenth, we're wanting you to pray about it with your family. Yeah. And listen, if you've got kids. Um, I would love for you guys to kind of sit down as a family and talk about it and ask the Lord as to how much you want to give towards this. Also, the kids have another giving opportunity as well with KidSide. Yeah, the kids
0: yeah. right now, the whole month of November, and they're continuing it in December, yep. they are collecting change for their class change wars, yep. and they are going to buy coats for our bright star, bright futures, bright future kids. Yep. Which is basically, we've partnered with O'Neill and we help out O'Neill's staff, we yep. help out their kids, and our kids are gonna buy other kids' coats. Love I it. mean, I'm all for kids helping kids. All for kids, it. kids right? helping
1: kids, man. It's, we really try to stress this time of year, like as Proverbs says, he who scatters gains, but he who hoards loses. And so we really try to push the generosity button big time this time of year. So we've got that coming up, the offering, kids' side, all that good stuff. What else do we have coming up, Haley?
0: Well, we have our 2023, because believe it or not, it is... Around the corner. I know. We have our 2023 Bible reading plans available for you at the... I always want to see kiosks at the Welcome Center. And
1: there's multiple plans. And so over the next couple Sundays, I'll talk about this. But there's a plan for everybody. There's a book at a time Bible reading plan where you stay in one book of the Bible at a time, but you read through the Bible in a year, which is awesome. There is, um, like, you're like the entire Bible in a year. I can't do that. Great. We have the New Testament Bible reading plan where you read through the New Testament. There's rest days, reflection days. There's all of that. And then there's another Bible reading plan that I would say is a little bit more amped up. That if you're like, I'm setting a goal this year, a personal goal to read through the Bible, we've got that plan for you as well. Really exciting. I'm excited. Love it.
0: Guys, we have our online church directory finally. Come
1: on. You remember those pastel (laughs) spiral-bound church directories? Well, we've got it online, baby.
0: We do have it online. You do have to go to westsidepb.org slash directory slash. Yeah. And... It's going to ask you to make a registration, like to make a username sure. and password, but that's because we don't want to just put your information yeah, on totally, the internet. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, we're not
1: trying to dox you.
0: No, yeah. And so it's out there. You can go. You can check it. And yep. in January, we are going to offer a printed version for you people that are like, I absolutely hate sure. online, even though that's <laughs> going to be the best way for right, like to ever. to stay updated and update everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are asking that during the month of December, you go there, you check it out, you yeah. make sure your information is correct before we print this bad boy. Because you wrote it down, I yep. typed it up, we sent it to somebody, totally. they put it online online. Just make sure it's correct, okay? Totally.
1: Um, if they've got any questions about how to do that and log in, what is a way that somebody can ask a question to our church and, and, and get a hold of us, Haley? I mean,
0: you can ask it in so many different ways. My personal favorite is by texting 573-877-7333. That's 573 <laughs> Oh, Three sevens, three threes. Three I sevens, messed three up. threes. I messed up the rhythm. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I've nailed that every single Repeat. time. Zip, 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 zip. Yeah. I love okay. it. Anyway, but you can do that. You could also probably send us a Facebook message. You can always, always email us at yep. info at westsidepv.org. And we have a phone guys. There's a buzz 573-785-1805.
1: Seven seven
0: See, it's great when you got a rhythm going. It's just <laughs>
1: great. Yes. And then we've got some big days coming up. Break down our Christmas Eve service and Christmas Day.
0: So Christmas Eve, we're doing our traditional service. Yep. Saturday, December 24th at 5 p.m. 5
1: p.m. And listen, I really, really, really want to encourage you. If you feel like, oh, I want to come to that, but we've got family over. Listen, the statistics are overwhelming. If you make it an intentional decision and say, hey, guys, here's what it's going to look like. We're going to gather. We're going to eat. We're going to take a break and we're going to go to the candlelight service, and then we're going to come back. Guys, it is going to be maybe an hour to the dot. We're going to respect your time and make that... Listen, if you're trying to juggle it, it's exhausting. So
0: exhausting. Just
1: make it a part of it and be intentional with that. So that's December 24th at 5 p.m.
0: And then this year, we get to have... Christmas service on Christmas. On
1: Christmas Day falls on a Sunday this year. So Sunday, December 25th at 10 a.m., we're holding services.
0: And it's going to be great. We are even saying that the kids can come in their pajamas. Yep, We're going to have a hot cocoa bar. Yeah, we are. And I heard the Weatherman's... Say something about snow. Come on, come on. I'm here for it. It might
1: be snowing at Westside. Also, listen, I've heard some parents say like, ah, I would like for my kid to sit with me. I don't know. You know, it's just Christmas. I want them with me. Hey, great. They can go back to Kidside. They can sit with you. Again, we're going to respect your time, but we're going to get to take communion. We're going to get to sing Christmas carols. We're going to get to go over the Christmas story on Christmas Day. It's killer, man! I'm I so love excited. it. I'm re- I'm so, we, so this happened six years ago, and it was awesome. It was just, it was incredible. It's a beautiful time. So there's a ton of stuff coming up in the life of the church. I'm excited for New Year's is seven days after Christmas, and so that January first also falls on a Sunday. You're going to hear more about that in yeah. the weeks to come. We've got some really, really exciting stuff coming up for the first of the year, church-wide things, spiritual practices, all of that stuff. But we're just excited about what God's doing in the life of our church, man.
0: And if you are like, man, that was a lot. Sure. We have our newsletter that is going out today, which is Tuesday. But by the time you hear this, it'll already be out. If you did not get it, shoot us a text, shoot us a message. Yes. And we'll get you subscribed and we will send that to you. But it's nice to go back to. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just in my inbox and I look at it over and I'm like, when was that date? Also,
1: just to let you guys know, I am, you know trying to sharpen my writing teeth okay. when it comes to the newsletter. And so I write a little devotional Yeah, and I will say the one that's coming out has probably been my longest devotional to, For sure. to date. And so, um, it's about Advent and yeah, just exciting and fun stuff. So I love our newsletter. I think it's great.
0: Jason is also going to write a book one day. Hmm. It's on yeah. the to-do list. It's on the goal.
1: If you're a subscriber and you listen to this and you follow the ministry here at Westside, I would love for you to send in, um, if if you were like, hey, Jason wrote a book, you're like, oh, wow, and it's blank. What do you think my book would be about? Oh, like, what's man. the voice? What do you see? I don't know.
0: I feel like we haven't had many fun questions for them to type answers to. This yeah, time. for
1: sure. This is, you know, because, listen, when you write a book... It is because you're obsessed about a topic, an idea, a little something, and it's just that's that's what a book is. Is is, your expansive
0: biographies? You're obsessed about yourself.
1: Oh no no no! Biographies (laughs) would yeah would fall under history. Uh, Autobiography when you write it about yourself might be that way, but no 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 yeah. Send that in if you're like the title of Jason's new book is blank. Send it in. I'm here for it. Yeah, man, I would love to see what those titles are. Oh, yeah. That's fun. And if I pick your title, I'm not going to give you any royalties. (laughs) So, (laughs) Hey, guys, listen, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. There's multiple ways to get a hold of us. And always remember, until we meet again, it's all about Jesus. Blessings, guys.